Hey guys, Barney here. I just want to take a quick moment to talk about the program that brings The Big Top to life, Zencaster. I use Zencaster for all my recordings, and since taking over The Big Top fully, I have actually tried other systems, but I ended up sticking with Zencaster. It's so easy to use. You don't have to download anything, just log in using your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. It records studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with guests, along with a full suite of professional tools that let you produce and publish all from one dashboard. Being a creator has genuinely never been easier. And I love that I can send a simple link to my guests and we can record over a video call wherever they are in the world. Also, if you're like me and cannot stand the sound of your voice, Zencaster's built-in post-production process makes such a difference. It automatically removes ums and ahs, awkward pauses, reduces background noise, and makes me sound so much better. Plus, the hobbyist and Creator Plus accounts are always free to use, and their professional accounts are free to try for 14 days, no credit card required. Go to Zencaster.com forward slash pricing and use my code BIGTOP, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. I'm Green Dubber Die, and welcome to The Big Top. I am your host, Barney, and today I got to speak to the hilarious, charming pup, Gino the Stray. You may have seen Gino on Twitter being a muscle puppy in the gym, but he also has a lot of insights when it comes to self-acceptance, self-love, and fostering positivity within the kink community, so I wanted to get him in the spotlight this week. Just quickly, if you have a kinky story you'd like to submit for me to read, a question for me or my guests, or just want to get in touch, please feel free to send your story to thebigtop.pod at gmail.com. That's thebigtop.pod at gmail.com. Just remember, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just send it in. You can always message me on Twitter if you have any questions, and I'm also open to taking corrections since I am also not perfect and make plenty of blunders on this show. If you get the chance to rate and review, I will give you my firstborn, although you might have to split it with other people. Today, the circus is in Sydney, Australia, and I invite you to join me as we go under the big top. Hello there. Aloha. How are you? Not sure what's up with this microphone. (laughs) Sorry, not microphone. Uh, Camera. Camera is what it's called. You know, like microphone, but for pictures, but... Yes, the picture microphone, yes. Yeah, many people are calling it that. <laughs> you know that You know that thing, it sort of, it captures your your visage? Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like the thing that uh, steals your soul, but like a picture's worth a thousand words. So yes. uh, I think it's stealing uh, 60,000 souls per second, roughly. Yeah, yeah, well, it's like if you break a mirror, except it's, it's, it's magic, it's magic. That's right, what you need yeah. to, now, now I get it, now I get it. Now I know what you're talking about. Magic <laughs> don't worry about the camera because uh it doesn't matter no one's no one's no one's watching this last week i did wonder like would anyone actually be interested in because it, it actually does save the footage i just don't use it and i was wondering like does anyone watch podcasts like i know people watch podcasts but the only podcasts that i can think that people watch are ones where they either record in like a fun studio or they are very interesting and funny personalities who you like to just see. Whereas I think me in my little room isn't 
Like, there's nothing to see here. Uh, I mean, all right, so mine is video, but also it's like part cooking show almost. Like, uh, one of the things okay. I'm known for is like uh, having a mild obsession with pancakes. And so, like, my show is uh, Pan Kinks, where it's like uh, pancakes and also talking about kink stuff. And so, like, the first part is like we're cooking pancakes and then we're, we eat those pancakes and, and continue the conversation. So, it's it's like a combo thing. Oh, it is. Oh, my God. Way too involved to set up sometimes. <laughs> that is. First of all, amazing. That's such a great concept. Oh my God, I love that. Second of all, love a good pun. Third of all, how serendipitous that this coming week, the episode after this, I had this idea and I didn't know how to translate it into podcasting because I don't use the video, but I wanted right. to do like a mukbang. So we're going to do like a, an auditory cultural exchange talking about kink while we eat food and explain where it comes from. Right, well, I... I, I... <laughs> Right, so I feel like mukbang is one of those things where it's like it's a kink, but like most of the people either who are participate either don't know it's a kink or don't realize they're. But they're I feel like there's no non-sexual explanation for a mukbang. There's no non-sexual explanation for everything's a kink. I at this point I can't. Is mukbang a kink? I, partially so just to watch it I, I think it's like sort of a voyeuristic twist on like having a theater fetish like you're not the one actively feeding the person but like you you're you're sort right. of enjoying watching them uh oh, you know watching yeah, them yeah, yeah. Eat, watching them grow watching them like change like mm. oh did you just burp no i said oh because that was the one thing i f- <laughs> the one thing i forgot to mention is that burping is so allowed on this podcast because i'm just a gassy boy and it's just become a theme that i'm just constantly burping into the microphone so it's fine i didn't burp but like i like to know that it's that it's available for me it's allowed yeah if you need to just blare it straight into the microphone that's absolutely fine i actually covered it up a few minutes ago because i was like i haven't explained the burping rule and if i just do it it feels a bit rude yeah no, i'll just throw shit out there it's fine yeah just throw spaghetti at the wall and just see well throw shit throw shit do it <laughs> i'm not here to kink shit i'm not gonna yuck your yum you can throw shit at me well, the cleanup process <laughs> oh oh i mean we we have a guy for that actually i was scrolling through your episodes i think you do actually have a guy for that <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i'm trying to get more i so okay the funny thing about scat players is they tend to be really shy about it and i've got a friend who like he's not into the receiving end of it but he is into the giving end of it and so he knows a lot of scat players and he was telling me like how difficult it is to find people who are into it because if you type in scat on like recon all you get is reams of profiles that say no scat which is really weird because why would anyone assume you're into scat? But that's something that people really, really feel the need to put that they're not into instead of just list the things they're into. Right. Well, I don't know. As far as that one being a kink that people are really shy about, I I, I understand that just because like, so there are, I don't know, circles of stigma with regards to kink things. So like, you know, there are people who think kink is like owning a harness. And then there's like the layer of, like <laughs> under that where you actually participate stuff and maybe you're into like impact play, maybe you're into flogging, maybe you're into fisting. And then it, it's the sort of things where like more, I guess more people would have it as sort of like red or like maybe a yellow flag, such as water sports. And I understand that that is a pun there. Uh, the pun was partially <laughs> intentional. I'm fucking clever. Uh, but uh, and then uh, that's where you get like water sports and sometimes ABDL, you know, the more kind of stigmatized yeah. kinks as it were. And then in sort of the like, like one layer down in like the kink iceberg, for lack of a better term, that's where you get like, you know, like needles and blood play and scat uh-huh. and things like that. The sort of things that were like even in sort of into the 
queer kink communities, they have that stigma. Like personally, I'm not into scat, but I've also had people assume I was because I'm a pup with a brown hood. And oh, dude, same. My first pup hood was brown, and I had no idea. I was like, well, puppies are brown. Was it the default brown Mr. S? Yeah, brown Mr. S. And people would be like, oh, a brown puppy, huh? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, no, but like, I. <laughs> I, just, I got that because like it, it matched my skin tone i am i am a brown person and a pup and it's and, and it, it's like i just want to coordinate don't 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 poop on me bro <laughs> bro please don't poop on me i'm just trying to coordinate my colors you know i'm just trying to be aesthetic you know i'm just trying to match in this iceberg list i'm i'm trying to think like okay like where where am i because where's where are the clown fuckers but also mm. i just kind of think like who has the time patience or energy like already this is the thing, even if you're at the tip of the iceberg, even if like you wore a harness once in 2012 or during the pandemic, you know, you bleached your hair and felt like that was that was a bit wild. You know, like no matter where you are, someone is always looking down on you because of that. So Absolutely. the further you go down this kink iceberg, it's like, why are we then still being like, you're weird? Like, I, I just don't get that. Like looking at people who are say into scat and being like, oh, I'm weird, but you're, you're weirder than me. Like, that's not, uh, I don't know. It's, it seems hypocritical to me. And I don't know, uh, maybe to some extent, there is some that still kind of need to be better for lack of a term. I, I, I don't know. It's weird. Like hierarchies are weird to me. I'm not going to get into like some weird anarcho talk because I, I, I don't fully understand. I'm fuck. I'm a dog, man. I don't know. But I just it, dog. <laughs> Yeah, but no, it, it, it's it's definitely uh, it's definitely interesting, and you definitely uh, see that a lot. But also, it's a bit it's, like um... an MLM. <laughs> <laughs> It's the like, MLM of kinks, right? It's it's not a pyramid scheme. It's a reverse funnel system, which is just a pyramid scheme upside down. Oh my god! I sorry, you're giving me flashbacks of one of those Amway motherfuckers that started talking to me about starting up a small business. Nah, you're in a cult, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, Herbalife. I had I I knew someone whose mother was really into Herbalife. I have a cousin who was really into Herbalife. Uh, and oh dude, like uh, I'm I'm kind of like a fitness guy, sort of. Uh, I don't know if we. Could, if you talk about fitness stuff, there's going to be some rants there. But like, I, I generally know what I'm doing about about fitness stuff. But I also don't push it on other people. Like, I don't like reach out to people about their fitness things because, hey, like if like however somebody looks, if that's how you want to look, fantastic. Uh, you know, I'm never going to approach somebody and say like, hey, if you want to get big titties like I have, you can do. But like, no, because you don't know if they want that. And it's presumptuous of you to ask. Who are you to say that that person needs to fit to your ideal like body standards for what this thing is? Yeah, you know? that's super fucking gross to me. Yeah, totally. And she would always reach out. It's like, oh, hey, yeah, if you want to start your weight loss journey or you know, all of these sort of things. Yeah, casting a wide net and being like, do you want to start your weight loss journey to anyone and not like, yeah, no, no, that that's very upsetting to me. I don't know. I feel like I have like really uh, negative reactions to anything that's kind of close to body shaming or anything like that just because yeah, of like I... personal insecurity type shit. So Yeah, yeah, same. Well, which I, I also think is such a, you know, like everything until it happens to you or someone close to you until you've experience something you don't understand what it is for other people however that doesn't mean you can't you know just because you can't empathize doesn't mean you shouldn't sympathize use your brain like it really bothers me when people are ignorant of that kind of stuff i know that's a big jump to go from like getting sucked into herbalife to people in general just being quite inconsiderate oh, but like no, yeah. mr empathy because like like empathy is a skill right. you shouldn't need to have been in an exact situation as somebody else uh, in order to empathize with that if it's a negative feeling like you have felt bad in some way and like it's not oh hey i know exactly how you feel or i've been there it's 
it's like, hey, no, I see that you're experiencing something that is negative to you. I like you and I don't want you to experience negative things to you. So like, what do you need in this situation? And how can I provide that if, if that is a thing that I can do? And sometimes that's like, hey, this isn't a thing that's going to get better, but let's just sit down and listen. And hey, like, I'm yeah. going to feel bad in the corner. Can you yeah, just kind yeah. of be in the room? Yeah, that's true. We've all felt bad before. We've all felt, especially what this is what I mean about like kinksters. It's like, well, we've all felt this at one point where someone hasn't accepted us. Someone's looked down on us. Someone's made fun of us. Someone's thought that by association, this means something else about us. Like we, we all have felt bad before. So even if you don't completely understand someone else's experience, which you cannot, of course, completely understand, right. but you can understand what it's like to feel bad and not want that for someone else. And sometimes just sitting in silence is enough to be there for someone. Yeah. Also, can you tell that I've just been to therapy because I'm at my wisest oh, <laughs> today? Yeah. Oh, therapy is an ongoing thing. Like empathy is a yep. skill and so is like sort of that, that kind of checking in, having self-assessment, all of that. Wild. I don't know. I'm also like Mr. fucking therapy bro. Uh, are therapy bros a thing? Therapy bros are a thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> or is it is it just us? If not, I'll coin it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be a therapy bro. <laughs> therapy bros, man. Yeah, like we talk about our feelings and decompress yeah. Oh, I don't know who that was, but, <laughs> but I kind of like him. He's, he's confident. Yeah, no, no. He, like, he, he's, yeah, really, he's emotionally intelligent. He's checked in, you know? He's checked in. He's not like necessarily the most articulate, but he's he's going to sit down and, and sit with you with those difficult feelings. Yeah. Being articulated <laughs> is... Articu- wow, articulated. That's not the word. Being articulate is overrated, I think. We can say articulated. All words are made up. <laughs> right. I, yeah, but I think that particular made up word has a meaning already. That's like... I know. I was just trying to help. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you said was stupid. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it is overrated though like i try and talk myself out of every feeling instead of just feeling it i'll try and rationalize it and it's like shut up and just be sad i get that so uh, i have clinical anxiety or whatever and one of those things is not just sort of like oh no i'm just gonna be anxious like no no you need to you need to analyze this did you get enough sleep did you have like a meal today are you actually worried about something or is, is this a brain chemical thing this might be a brain chemical thing did you have one too many coffees that for me is like if i'm in america and i have a coffee that day is just me trying to figure out why I feel anxious and then I'm like oh American coffee it like sometimes it's that simple and it's really like you can't do anything about it anxiety fucking sucks getting to a point where like I can kind of put a sort of name to the reason as to why I feel anxious kind of does help take the edge off mm. a little bit because now it's not like all right I'm spiraling on this thing yes but I know yeah, yeah. it's not actually I don't know why. the thing I care about it's it's this other thing which by the way doesn't that suck not to like make this therapy corner but like oh, fuck fucking <laughs> yeah fuck it <laughs> this is a therapy podcast now like recognizing what the thing is and being like oh okay it's that and knowing that the reaction that i'm having doesn't match the situation and then it it just lingers and i keep being like am i sure it's that no no that is what it is it's just sort of sent me into this feeling now and i know that that's i can hold myself in this moment and be like okay that's that's not what's happening i can manage this this is okay i understand this reaction that i'm having and why i'm having it but then you still have the feeling feeling. yeah you still have the feeling Yeah, there's there's a really weird sort of cognitive dissonance that comes from being able to understand that you're still in that moment and you're still feeling those things because whatever physically altered state you are, knowing that you're there doesn't, uh, whatever. Ah, God, I I need to get better at finishing sentences. I know what you know. I know what you're trying to say. Like it doesn't alleviate the feeling, but I feel you in that moment because the self punishing of like just picking up on something. So that doesn't matter that you you're doing and being like, Oh, you fucking idiot. Why are you fucking doing this now? And just like, Oh God, the amount of, (laughs) 
the amount of emotional energy and, and weight I've given to missing a train and there's another one mm. coming. Shut up. This doesn't mean I'm a terrible person. God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, if you know, you know. Like people could be listening to that and just like feeling. Bad. Sorry to the listeners for that. One. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the secondhand waves of anxiety. Welcome to therapy corner. <laughs> let's move away from this. Let's go to. Let's talk about how you just came back from pole dancing. Oh God, yeah. All right, so um, for a while now, I've wanted to try to get into go-go dancing and that sort of thing. But I figure in order to be a go-go dancer, you should probably know how to dance. And that's okay. not a skill that I possess. Like, I can play DDR okay. I will say, I have some experience in this area, and I can promise you, the only thing you need to be a go-go dancer is, like, working limbs. Like, you, it, it really isn't. And energy. Like, you just kind of have to last the night. But that, that really is it. I'm a sleepy dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... I, I bedtime comes calling and I'm like that, that that's the only thing that prevents me from, from doing that that and I I do just want to drink and talk I really shouldn't fantasize about doing this <laughs> this clearly isn't for me okay so like I'm in that sort of weird intersection of being an exhibitionist being an introvert and being deeply insecure so I shouldn't want to do this thing but I want to do this thing and I want to try it anyway even if I don't yes. like it I want to which you should done... oh I'm I'm going to yes because if you don't like it you can always be like fuck it I'm not going to do it again oh yeah I'm good there's like one of these days I'm going to like I don't know I'm going to be like one shot further than I should and they're like fuck it I could do this and sign up for something that I'm then going to have to go through with because if I sign up for anything I feel obligated to uh sorry not therapy corner fuck come on don't <laughs> give me fucking karaoke flashbacks <laughs> I did karaoke for the first time semi-recently and I can't stop talking about it because it was the most it was it was so I think I loved it <laughs> It was yeah. so humiliating. Awesome. I think I loved it. Yeah, it was really fun. And the, the video footage, because that's how cruel oh, people are. It's me at a leather bar. They signed me up to sing Sia's Chandelier. Mm. And I can't sing, which is fine, except that all the other people were doing sort of like show-off karaoke, which I feel is not the point. Wait, they signed you up? You did pick your own song? Yeah, no, I did. I did pick it. I did, okay. but I was sort of joking and I was so drunk. Like, let me explain. I was so drunk that I had come from an event. My friend was like, let's go to this leather bar and I didn't have any leather. And he was like, don't worry, we'll dress you when you get there. So I was wearing just other people's leathers and, and for some reason, nothing else. I don't like, we stopped off for food on the way and then I forgot. And so I had another dinner. Like I was so drunk. I don't remember most of the night. I just remember that it that it was fun. <gasps> How dare you? Recovered memory. Ooh. Ooh, are we unlocking things? We're unlocking drunk time. Oh my oh, god. Let's go. Let's go. Because I didn't black like I kind of browned out. Okay, so I ew, I got sucked off in the middle of this leather bar. Oh, is this a good memory or is this a bad thing? But I don't remember why I, why that happened. Do you remember who did it? Do you know the person? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a person that I'd met that night, which is also quite strange. We've been talking, but I totally forgot that that was... I should message him. I forgot that that happened. Okay. Weird. Super yeah, um, weird. Not great, <laughs> if you don't remember it, frankly. No, like, I remember it happening. I just, for <laughs> I just forgot that it... I just forgot that aspect. Like, I remember that we made out and stuff, but then I forgot that in just in front of everyone, he was like, I'm just going to suck you off. Um, which is not my thing whatsoever. I mean, not that you should process this, like, on your show in, in front of well, people that you don't want to. No, we're talking about this. We're talking about this. All right. Well, okay. well like, I guess, how was that experience for you? Uh, I've also been sucked up in a bar before. 
Yeah, so I don't like being sucked off at all. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I we we jumped away from Paul so quickly. Um, oh god! So oh, like, <laughs> you tweeted something about like having this incredible blowjob. Oh god, yes. <laughs> and I wanted to talk about it because as somebody who does not care for blowjobs. I wanted to hear you describe exactly what that was like. Because I'm not a sensation-based person. Hmm. I have a very insensitive shaft. The head of my penis, like sort of the the base of that is really the only sensitive part. So all that shaft is just, I I don't, whatever. And I don't have any erogenous zones. I don't like sloppy, wet feeling sensations. I'm with you there. Sloppy, gooey, like don't like. So there's just there's just nothing about being sucked off that is interesting to me. And I could never like I can put up with it for a minute or two. And if there's other things going on that are interesting, or especially I'll normally use it as like a humiliation thing that I'm making them do this thing. And then that is kind of fun for me for a little bit. But then I, I could never climax from the sensation because it's just like no, not enough friction, not enough energy. Put anything. a pin in the humiliation point because I would like to get back to that because like I, I have questions about that. Yeah, sure. Uh, but as for the okay. overall thing, um, but this was like I met this person and we, you know, were hanging out and we got along and we were chit chatting and then we kissed and like whatever and I'm having fun, you know, we do the karaoke blah blah. blah. And then in the middle of it, it was like underground and there's little alcoves where you can kind of go into. But again, my brain, people are hanging out in the dark and I sort of bump into people and I'm like, oh, what the hell? Why are there people here in the dark? Because to me, like that, <laughs> the, yeah, that that notion just hadn't. So then, why are there people? here in the dark aka my first time at a circuit party (laughs) yeah i'm just like what are you doing in the dark get away from me and then i'm just like well oh yeah okay we can do this just in the middle of the room here where everyone can see and the people watching and being interested was kind of fun like that that aspect of it to me i was like okay we can like do this for a little bit and then i was like we're done here i I, I totally get that so yeah not a not a bad memory at all just like i cannot believe i forgot that one detail which was that that happened because i don't care about that (laughs) all right as long as it's good but yeah no i I totally get you there and that like i'm i don't know again like i'm an introvert and like you know going out in spaces it's one of those things where like and it's partially an an anxiety thing uh too where i'm always hyper aware of being observed and so i can't really calm down if I'm in public spaces because of that. But to a certain yeah. extent, like, I don't know, after like a drink or so, I can hit a point where I very much get off on the attention. Mm-hmm. And if I hit that point when I'm in public, I am dangerous at that point. <laughs> like that is that is a problem and I should be stopped. But I was uh, <laughs> I was at a bar and I, a night like that and there was like people are into me and like I picked one, uh, it was one, one puppet. Like I've spoken with a couple of times. I was vaguely familiar with them, but let them blow me in a bar. And it wasn't even, getting blown wasn't the part that I liked because it, it was more like watching the looks on other people like watching the attention as it was happening uh-huh. yeah yeah but like very different situation than like the blowjob that caused that twitter post um i feel like bjs are highly polarizing <laughs> to, to, to some extent like if like if it's a bad one it's like really i think it's just me <laughs> No, no, it's not. Because like I have, I have friends. I have a friend who hates getting getting uh, blown. Mm. Does not want it to happen uh, at all. Like he wants to uh, fuck you or fist you. He does not want to get blown. If you want to suck his dick, he will go find someone else. Absolutely. Personally, I don't. I mean, I I think I see this less. uh, But I feel like there's like a lot of people who don't like uh, receiving blowjobs for various reasons. Like for a while, it was like a lot of bottoms. I was with uh, didn't like receiving blowjobs, and it's not me. I'm fucking great at it. But (laughs) uh, personally, I 
like getting them done if they're good, but if they're bad, I would just rather it not happen. Mm. I don't know. I feel like being with somebody multiple times, you get to learn what they like and they learn what you like. And yes. Yeah, yeah. But also, like, one of the things that I find personally annoying is I have an absolutely stupid amount of stamina. It takes me forever. To come? Yes. Same. Fuck me. Like, even by myself. 45 minutes to an hour is, like, good for me. Yeah. But, like, it's not a sensitivity thing because, like, I'm, like pretty sensitive and like also i react i, I react very hard i'm very twitchy uh mm. and, and and my partner is very good at knowing what my spots are but it still takes mm-hmm. me forever so it's just it's, it's taking me forever but i'm still i'm enjoying it every like the entire time but also it gets like overwhelming it's like has something ever felt bright and what I mean by that, it's it's a feeling that's, it's like pleasure, but it's also like very, I, I want to say, I don't know, I, I describe things in odd ways, but it's like very sharp and very bright. There's like an edge to the, to the sensation mm. that like, it's all good, but it's, it's very, it's very pronounced. It's very vibrant. And I feel like it's that sort of thing where it's like, it, it all, it all almost gets me like too much. And I'm like, I can't breathe. And like, Hey, I need a break really quick because if I keep feeling like this, I, I'm not breathing. And I, pr- I feel like I should be breathing. Breathing is a good thing. I try to breathe every Every day, sometimes three uh-huh. or four times, and and I'm like, hey, I'm not doing that, and I probably should. It's just gonna get to that point, and even if I'm like not getting off, like I'll stay there and staying there for too long. It's like, yeah, no, I'm gonna need like 30 minutes to be coherent again. I can't say words anymore, you know. I. That sounds amazing. That sounds like a full body orgasm that I don't know that I... Like, I'm equating it to being tickle-tortured or impact play. That, that, to me, is like... But that's it's not quite the same... It's a similar vibe to being tickled in that, like, it, you can't help your reaction to this thing and you're reacting mm-hmm. hard. And it's like yeah. almost like I need to get away from this so I can, like, compose myself. It, it, it's like that. But instead of, you know, somebody, like, touching your feet, it's like dick mouth. I don't know. And this is all from just being sucked off very expertly yes right 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 right. but like there's no there's nothing else going on it's just this this moment this act uh yeah that one yeah i don't know again like i react very hard to certain things like tickling me is dangerous because i will i flail and i will hit you Mm -hmm. yes yes i have to be restrained which is yeah really fun oh god restraints are an an entire i would like to be restrained at some point but also at the same time like the list of people i trust to actually restrain me is like maybe two people long max yeah 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 but it has to be i feel like i've made that mistake before where I've been like oh this thing is fun and then done it with someone I'm, I'm not like as comfortable with and been like oh this thing isn't what's fun it's, it's this thing person. is fun with that person yeah yeah like impact was something I never ever thought I'd get into and it is really only just the right people because I, tr- I tried it with the wrong person and it was like ow oh wait this isn't fun because like we're not having fun and so now I just I really only kind of do it with, with the same people or if I build that trust with someone else and it's the same with restraints like I've been restrained before by people who have just sort of randomly kind of done it for fun and that isn't fun well i I think um at least with restraints what's hot about restraints to me isn't the idea of being helpless or anything like that i want to be restrained so i can break out of them if if, if that if that makes sense so that you can try your hardest or so that you you actually want to succeed it's not about like i can't i don't know to some extent it's like that you have the audacity to try to like you think this can hold me absolutely not i'm going to do that and then like you are going to be punished for like the hubris the fucking gall to think that you had the chance to do this like no i'm going to show you your fucking place uh it's that sort of vibe with it (laughs) you're giving me chills i'm i'm imagining this as like a superhero play scene where like the hero gets tied 
side up and then breaks out and then punishes the villain. Kind of, yeah. I think also this is why I've never had a handler or anything like that. It's because like I'm not remotely uh, submissive at all. There's there's nothing I do sexually that I would define uh-huh. as submissive in any way. You know, like if I'm topping, I am topping in a dominant way. If I'm bottoming, I am mm-hmm. bottoming in that way. If I'm blowing, yeah. I'm blowing you in that way. Like I I I, I never don't feel like I'm in control of the situation. And several times I've, I've, you know, everyone has that like, you know, first time recon dom in their DMs is like, what's up, boy, you'll address me as sir. And it's like, <laughs> my dude, I am, <laughs> I could rip you in half. What are you talking about? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I love the bratty kind of play where I will test those limits. So I, that's why I'm, I love that idea of like restraining you and you breaking out of it and punish it. Like that idea to me is so much more fun because I love to test the limits of people. Because a lot of the time, if they can be more submissive than me, I'm going to dominate them. But I'm really switchy in the sense that if they can dominate me, that like not knowing who it's going to be and kind of fighting over it and kind of wrestling over it. And then if you can dominate me, fantastic. That that like being defeated in that yeah. is really, really fun for me. So I like the breaking out of the restraint idea. So like you, you say you're like switchy. Do you personally like it if somebody was like submissive from the get go and there's like, hey, no, you like, you know, you can do whatever you want, blah, blah, blah. You're in charge. You're the boss like tell me what to do say yes sir that type of shit yeah i mean yes because i've done that a lot but it's i like both i like people who are completely dominant well the thing is if you're very dominant i'm going to test the boundaries of it to get you to assert that dominance and those hard lines because if i see a a chink in the armor i'm going to try and flip the table on you but that doesn't really happen with subs and that's fine yeah i think it's more fun for me to do the switchy thing but yeah i also like a good sub yeah i don't know i think it might be just because of the amount uh, that I get approached in that manner, but I really dislike it when I'm approached with uh, like I, I have it in my Twitter bio. Don't call me daddy, sir, or master, because I like I, I, it, oh. it bothers me a lot. Yeah, I've had I had someone yesterday just message me and say, "Can I be your toilet?" And I was like, "Dude." I don't know what made you think that that was the opener. You know, like, I like why... The first thing you say to somebody shouldn't be that. Yeah. No, and the, the thing is, like, because the answer is, like, yeah, maybe if I knew who you were, I don't know you. If you had approached otherwise, it was possibly yes, but you've approached like this, so now the answer is no. Yeah, now the answer is definitely no. And, like, maybe I give too many chances with this where I'm like, well, try again. Like, let's go a few steps back. Because I think also, what am I doing, a public service? But I think, like, it's... <laughs> It's important to learn those lessons and be like, oh, okay, let me maybe work on my approach. Because, you know, when especially when you're young and you're, you, you have a one-track mind, like you want to experience this thing. And so you're trying to put the feelers out and see who's ready to experience that thing. But you don't want to like give all of yourself. And so, you know, I used to be quite guarded. But the only way that I ever enjoy sex is when I get to know someone. It's the only time I actually realize if I'm attracted to you or not is I need to talk to you and like see how we vibe. So I don't mind it when early on people are like, can I call you daddy or boss or sir or whatever? If you are opening with hi daddy, then yeah, I don't know. I, I know what you like mean. If somebody early on in the conversation, if they say, can I call you that? I'm still talking to the person yeah. at that point. You know, you're asking yeah. consent before yeah, 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 you yeah. do something. You're asking someone how they would like to be addressed. I'm fine with that. And then I'll just say no. And then we can move on but if yeah. you approach with the daddy stuff and we don't like talk about it i'm not interested anymore at that point yeah. and, and it's like I've, it's so presumptive well and, and that and like i've tried giving people further chances from there but it's um i don't know i have like a lot of red flags i think it's important to tell early on if someone is just 
in it for their own pleasure in the situation yeah uh, for lack of a better term. i don't know i'm not saying that exactly right but there are certain times when people are they want to be with their idea of what you are or who you are and not actually you which is you can't fuck an idea sorry like <laughs> right yeah but like that's something like as a black dude i run into it all the time like where there's a lot of people who is like again like i'm big like i'm aggro but like i'm not very aggro in my online presence or like i'm pretty chill as far as my interactions go i'm not like overly like oh yeah like i'm gonna bend you over and break you blah 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 uh, that that's not uh-huh, that's not uh-huh. the approach i go with but i get so many dms like oh can you beat me up you're all these other type things where it's like super uh-huh. aggressively uh subby and to a certain extent and it always kind of comes out like they're getting off on the idea of the stereotypical like big black guy type thing where it's like right like, the word thug yeah. will come out at some point like you know you, there's that sort of thing there thug? and even if they don't do that you, you get the other people who's like oh yeah no i love black guys like no really what, like why like why like why what, what do we all have in common do you <laughs> Like that, that type of thing. I have like a really hair trigger for when I think that somebody is uh, sort of going for a stereotypicalized version of what they think I am and like what I would bring to the table. And even if they're right for certain things, like I am pretty rough. I am aggressive sexually, like when we get going. But even if they're right about that, if you didn't get that from a conversation with me or from any sort of interaction, but you got that from the stereotype, then I'm still not fucking you. Yeah, because again, I would rather do a guy. Like not only can you not fuck an idea, but if the idea you're coming at is this sort of race baity, you're playing with a stereotype nobody wants to be addressed with there's a lot of okay i do think a lot of this actually boils down to we're not taught that any of this is okay i don't know i think people come at this with a lot of like this is this illicit thing and i've got to be really guarded and i need to throw the dirty fantasy at this person to sort of see if the spaghetti sticks and it's like actually if you talk to people like people you'll get to know them and then see if you want to have fun. And that kind of human approach is just not... I I think it comes from shame a lot of the time, is kind of what I'm getting at. Hmm. I think there's a lot of like, let me throw this thing at you to see if you're down without having to give anything of myself. Right, but that's inherently antithetical to like what kink is, I think. Because like, it's a deeply personal, deeply... Like, if if you're going to let somebody like tie you up and beat you up, there is trust there. Like, you can't have a sort of good kink experience without trust and a lot of times like that trust is like negotiated there are ground rules like there are consent conversations but to a certain extent if you don't trust the person that you're with then you're not going to have a good time and of course there are exceptions where it's like all right well if your kink is totally a non like horse market type stuff where it's like you don't interact with the person beyond their dick and your butt or vice versa then sure that's that's a separate conversation but i'm talking about the one-on-one you Mm. know dominant submission type thing like you shouldn't be submissive to somebody you don't trust you you shouldn't be Absolutely. dominant over somebody who a that you don't trust in that role and who doesn't know you well enough if somebody walks up to you yeah. and, and says like hey i want you to have complete control that's a red fucking flag like you don't know me i could yeah. be a murderer i might be a murderer totally. uh, audience yeah. i am not a murderer uh, <laughs> but the other person might be as well it's like wh- why the hell would i i think another part of that is being like oh i want to give over total control to you and it's like okay but i also have to trust that you're mm-hmm. a sane person and even in those situations where the fantasy is the anonymity there is still some sort of safeguarding and conversation that happens beforehand there is still some setting in which we're doing this in which there is some sort of understanding of what's going on you're you're not going to find what you want at all with right. that kind of approach or anything in that realm, any kind of like leading. You're not going to find it, what you want, but also I think that it lets me know that you don't know what you want yet. Yes. And so yeah, yeah. it's okay to not know what you want, but that doesn't mean you just agree to anything. I don't know. I think it's yeah, really yeah. important to have that moment of 
introspection. It's important to do that to, to sort of figure out, you know, where your boundaries yeah. are, where your limits are. And if you haven't thought about those yet, and then you go out like seeking for anything, if you if you flag orange without understanding what that means, you're going to have a bad experience that could be avoided yeah. by not sort of, to a certain extent, like respecting yourself enough to have like take that due diligence. You're going to carry around baggage of some shit that was avoidable, you know? Totally. And like we have enough... Okay, uh, kind of on that, I wanted to... Oh, you wanted to ask about humiliation and blowjobs. Oh, um, I forgot what I was going to ask about that. Okay. Fuck it. Yeah. If it comes back. Okay, we're back. not here to be perfect. Yeah, if it comes back. Um, Just interrupt me. I wanted to ask how Gino came into your life Ooh. then. Oh, interesting. And why is Gino astray? All right. Um, So basically, as at any pup, you ask this, like to a certain extent, it was always there a bit. But totally. I guess the sort of genesis, as it were, when I moved to the Northwest, and I have always been like in several like online type circles things. So like I've been in several discords. One of the discords, I was, I was in was having a bit of a meetup in the city I just moved to. So I show up, hang out, talk to people I only met with online. And one of the people there was a pup. And like we had known that already to some extent they referred to themselves as pup on like on their online stuff. But I didn't really have a good idea of what that meant. And then they were at the party and like they had their hood and they were just kind of vibing out. And I'm like, okay, okay cool. I, I, I kind of I like the aesthetics of it. Uh, and then it was also very close to Pride. Um, and so Pride NRC uh, happened. And I was out and about with this person and this person asked me to like to act as their handler for that day. So, you know, I had the leash. I was like walking around somebody I didn't know very well just throughout the city. Wait, just out and about? Yeah, just out and about. Nice. Yeah, um, just because like, you know, they were doing that. I, and I'm generally overprotective. Uh, I'm very much a guard dog. And it's like they were like nervous, but they wanted to be out like that. And I'm like, well, shit's not going to happen to you if I'm here. So like, uh-huh. let's just do this. And we did it. And then I met a couple of pups in that area as a result of that. And so I showed up to Amash and I showed up to this Amash as a handler. And uh, it was one of those things was like, all right, well, I know I want to be involved with this, but maybe not exactly in this form. Because again, like, I don't like telling people what to do. I'm not like uh-huh. the handler type. I hate feeling like a fucking babysitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to some extent, like I felt like that. And as a handler, you're sort of more facilitating the space. And, and, I, and I guess if you enjoy that aspect of it, uh, then that can be good for you. But it very much wasn't what I was looking for. So mm-hmm. at some point I was just like, fuck it, www.mr-s-leather. Uh, like, yeah, you know, ordered my hood and it arrived. I threw it on and I'm like, yeah, no, okay, here we are. This is uh, this is it. But I was also still very much closeted at that time. And so yeah. pup play was a way for me to actually be out in very gay spaces and sort of interact uh, because, you know, no one can see my face. No one, like, none, like nothing I do here is going to follow me back to my professional life. It's not going to get back to mm-hmm. that. So yeah. I was able to sort of get more out in that space. And that kind of allowed me to explore more of like, just being in gay spaces and getting comfortable in in gay spaces. And really like, it, it let me get over a lot of anxiety there because again, massive introvert, social anxiety type stuff, but it, it really kind of helped me be more present in those spaces. Uh, and then mm-hmm. I basically, I was like, all right, well, I know I like it. So I'm going to splurge more into custom hood. Uh, and so like, I got that one and it was like a bit better and I was like more out and about. And then I have the hood that I have now, which really like feels like like more of my face than my faces all, like almost mm-hmm. where yeah. in any sort of event thing I put on my hood before, like long before I get there and I don't take it off until I'm long gone because like this is the me that I want to be interacting in those spaces and it's not because like I don't like my face I'm cute as fuck but like it's, it's just it's it's more because again I'm very aware of 
being ob- observed, and like, especially in Australia. Yeah. Like, I cannot yeah. leave the house without being stared at the entire time I'm gone. I'm a large black dude with dreads with a lot of colorful bullshit in my hair. Like I get attention <laughs> whether I want to or not. Um, and yeah. so like sort of it's allows me to focus less on that. It shuts out some of that noise. And one of the things that I like about being like being a pup, like kind of lets me distance a lot from certain sorts of anxieties that I have uh, because it's a bit further away and I can just sort of be more reactive in, yeah. in the moment. Yeah. And I really like that. The power of a pophood is it's so many things people have said before as well that like just cutting out a bit of that noise. If you have, you know, one of the Mr. S ones that goes over your ears, just mm-hmm. the, then there's the identity thing where it's kind of like, we're all on a level playing field now because none of us feel anxious or exposed because we're all just, you know, looking at our the faces that we want to show. And then also, I totally get what you mean about there's an element of anonymity and safety. And you're kind of putting on this mask that it's hard to explain to people how the mask is not disguising me. It's it's me being me. It's me showing you really what's inside of me. Right. And I really love that something so simple is so powerful. Yeah, and even like to the point where it is now, like um, especially with my hood currently, it's it's not even an anonymity thing anymore. And that like if you've seen me in right. my hood and you've yeah. seen me without my hood, like, you know who I am. Like I don't yep. really have that to fall back on just because like I look distinctive. Like and I've, I've I've had people who've only interacted with me in hood see me like without it. It was like, oh hey Gene, I'm like who the fuck said that? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking. <laughs> but no, so uh, I don't really have that anymore. But um, but still, it's um, I don't know. It it allows me to. I'm not going to say be more honest because I've taken a point to be more uh, just like authentic in my presentation, regardless uh, in all situations. But uh, I, I don't know. It's uh, it allows a certain level of comfort that I don't uh, quite have without it and a certain amount of peace. And even in like sort of more chaotic situations, it's uh, it's really hard to describe if you don't feel it oneself. You know, it, it's a very it's a, it's a fucking mood. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's a fucking mood. Uh, and uh, why is Gino astray? Like partially because like I've never had nor wanted a handler just because like I feel like mm-hmm. the, the the sort of situation that I would envision myself handle, having with a handler is like a knight and a dragon. And that is like, yeah, no, no, yeah, I'm riding this dragon or whatever. I still understand that that's a dragon and this thing could kill me if it wanted to. But I trust the dragon and the dragon trusts me. And the dragon is going to listen to me at these times. Uh, but it's not. It's there's still going to be a respect thing. And I had never been approached by a handler with that type of energy. And I was like, you know, what? I don't, I don't need one either because <laughs> like I don't, I don't feel the need to have that type of uh, presence in my life. And um, I've also never been like a pack person uh, per se. Yeah, uh, I don't know. They've just never appealed to me. Partially because like I like I don't stay in one place uh, very long. I'm all over the place as far as yeah. like my traveling. Uh, goes but also i don't know i, I think I, i've moved a lot like in my life uh and i enjoy I, I i do enjoy traveling i enjoy wandering yeah i totally get that i i can't stick with one group i'm i'm always moving around just because it to me that is far more i don't know maybe i have a thing about groups feeling kind of insular and so i gravitate to the people i like and then i move you know between but like a pack just doesn't really it seems really i I, they always seem like rather like rigid uh and official and formal for lack of a better word and like sort of a way to define an in-group and an out-group to some extent well they can definitely be cliquey but i feel like there's a that they can be rigid and i think that there's also more of a fluid version of it which is like the family that isn't as structured and it's more like 
we're coming to accept each other. Because again, I, I, you know, it's born of like being rejected by your bio family, right? So that that mm-hmm. aspect of it, I can totally understand as like a, a support mm-hmm. network. But yeah, I feel like for me, it just I, I see that as more like a rigid structure that I, yeah. I'm not terribly interested in. Also, to a certain extent, uh, and I would be being dishonest if I if I didn't add this to kind of my reasoning around this. It, it, it's 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 very much a trust thing in that like in order for me to attach myself to a group of people in that way i have to really 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 like trust all of them and again mm-hmm. like i'm a, i'm an anxious person that like it's like yeah like yeah. that kind of getting through uh that well like yeah it takes a lot and like uh, in the past i was in a situation where it's like sort of uh pack like and that i was in a poly relationship uh and they also had other pups that they were uh, tight enough with that they kind of considered it a pack. And I never really, I still called myself the straight in that time period. I was never really, oh, hey, not, this gotcha. is my pack. Uh, because there was always, I don't know, there was always this, I like, I, I never felt like I could be fully vulnerable in that space. And then, and like, like right before the pandemic hit, uh, I got dumped from that poly relationship. <laughs> uh, there was like, oh, a, okay. hey, like, we love you, we love you, we love you. Hey, we don't love you anymore. Fuck. Okay. Cool. Uh, and then uh, the other pups in that pack, like, no one in that group uh, checked in on me at all. Oh. I got, I got, I got no reach. I didn't get reached out by anyone. And this was like some of the people was like somebody uh, who, uh, like, people I have gone out of my way to help out of bad situations, and like, no, there was no kind of consideration. And then it was almost like valuing uh, in a way where it's like, all right, cool, that's that's what I expected, but also that's what I expected, and I wanted this thing to be better. Uh, and then all yeah, of 2020 yeah. happened. Yep. And so it's starting to sound like I have a really high bar for connection that would like if I'm attaching my name to to someone, then I it I it, it's serious. Like I really. Yeah. I really care. I really trust about that person. And I, I haven't really been in a, like, run into, like, a pack situation that has met that bar for me. And that's just, like, a personal, mm. uh, you know, a, like, a personal limit, a personal boundary. But also, I think it's really important to have standards for, the, you know, your interaction, with, like, with each other and, like, what your, mm. I, I guess, like, what your threshold is for, like, having certain levels of attachments. And that doesn't mean you can't be like friendly, like I'm, I'm, I'm friendly with tons of backs. <laughs> like, like uh, I have a lot of friends and like, I'll like show up, I'll be with them for a, a time. We'll hang out. And then I think greatly of them, but I'm not jumping to join any packs anytime soon. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm close with the people I'm close with. And, and when you're close to somebody, I don't really feel like you need to like officially declare it like that. Like you can, Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Like I see what you mean. In general, people can tell, uh, I guess, kind of who my circle is and the people I value. And the people I value know that I value them. Right. And also these things are all made up. Like if if that means something to you to have this declaration, then that's great. But that's between the two of you to decide. So yeah. it doesn't matter. It doesn't like what you decide that looks like is what you decide that looks like, which I do think is very much a queer experience actually of realizing that, well, if you don't fit in, then you get to decide what your parameters are. And I guess I see a lot of those structures and go like, oh, that's just so heteronormative like I, I don't want that that you know so i get that for a lot of people it's like recreating those for a lot of people it's breaking those apart well, there's some people who recreate those because that's all they have a frame of reference for uh, yes you know? yeah. yeah and and i don't really fault them for that but at the same time it's like you know there's there's more out there you know, you know? totally 
and it's up yeah. to you to determine like what that means for you and like what you want what the other person wants and like how to make that work that's a conversation that's an evolving and growing thing and really when you have something yeah. that works for you that's beautiful uh really and if a pack works for you then that's that's beautiful if it doesn't that's that's beautiful too it's yeah like, you can be astray as long as people are uh, have you know happy you know actualized relationships then whatever form that takes you know connection is great and whatever, however you get it yeah i'm with you that i think that that sucks being kind of group dumped but like eh. i really like that there is something empowering about it that even though that's quite disappointing it is also yeah i don't know kind of affirming in a sense that yeah you are the stray and that's okay and you know that like that's never going to happen to you again not because you're not opening yourself to the possibility but because if that does happen you know that this foundation is going to be so much stronger, which there's power with that. Yeah, well, I mean, and also like I've had so many positive changes in my life happen since that point that if I had to go back and like choose that isolation and like all that, that negative experience to lead to the current positive one that I'm living now, I would do it in a heartbeat, like a thousand yeah. times over. Like my life is yeah. fucking amazing right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it, it, yeah and like it, Fuck, and yes. even out like as somebody who like deals with like you know anxiety and depression or whatnot like i just still like have my bad days but on the whole like i in my and 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 moments like like now where yeah. i like i am clear like i am i'm, I'm doing so fucking good <laughs> yeah and dude yeah. i'm so i fuck yeah i'm so happy for you and to hear that but i'm also fucking with you like <laughs> this whole th king fucking changed my life there's the whole reason i'm doing this it, like changed my life and i'm so much happier my life fucking rocks now and it used to suck because i just didn't like anything about myself or what i was doing and so fuck man i hope everybody can get to that point yeah, it's not easy but fuck me life is so much better when you stop living it for anything else than yourself and who you are and what you want to do right and 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 even like that statement, like that doesn't mean, you know, forsaking others or pushing anything down. Like, I, 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 know, I know you don't mean that, but no, that means finding your people, but, yeah, like, yeah. you know, just for the, the sake of like those listening and to be ultra clear, like, no, like you can, like one of the things that like I love is taking care of the people around me. Uh, like, I, I yeah. love that I'm, I'm yeah. at a point, uh, like just like physically, physically, mentally, uh, emotionally and financially such that like, I, like if any of my family and friends, like anything happens to them, I fucking got them, you know, like I, yeah. I, I can be, I, I can, I can do that. And that's incredibly important to me. It's incredibly important to me that the people who I care about are, are taken care well, of. For me, it's the connection. Like for me, it's the being honest with other people and being able to, like when I met my first, um, when I met a very good friend of mine, Pup Cassie, it was the first Kingstar I'd ever hung out with. And we met and I was like, there isn't this gulf between us where I'm hiding a huge part of me. We can talk about anything. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not making sure my phone is locked in case you look at it. I'm not thinking you mentioned something and, you know, I start thinking about something that I can't explain to you. You know, it, it there just isn't that layer of like, yeah. layer that you're not, you're not processing every single like 
everything you mm-hmm. say and every like movement through this filter of what you think is acceptable because like again it's exactly it, it, yeah. you're able to be vulnerable with that person and you can't yes. build trust yeah. without vulnerability but once you have like you understand yourself enough to know like the things that you like and you you can admit that to yourself and you can sort of say those to, things to other people and you can show people who you are and not fear that sort of rejection and they say like hey no i see you and i like what i see cool like once you have yeah. that moment that's that's like, oh, wow, I should really get better at finishing fucking sentences. <laughs> no, it's like, I, I almost had a thing vulner- there. It was poignant. It is <laughs> like vulnerability is fucking huge. It's the scariest fucking thing, but it is so awesome when you are able to do it. The mortifying ordeal of being known. Right, right. Which is so scary, but it's so awesome God. when, because that's when you really find your people. It's like, oh, yeah, you're a total freak and that's totally fine. This episode is really my himbo vibe, man. I've used too many big words. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Finishing thought. Because I was scrolling through your Twitter and, you know, like uh, the BJ... (laughs) Maybe one day we'll figure out what it was you, you wanted to know about the humiliation, like... Because because everything for me is humiliating. I like I like to I like to play in that realm. So I like to be like, haha, you're sucking a clown dick. You know that that was what I was getting at. But like I saw something you posted and you once said, and I quote, "I want my balls to have the jiggle physics of anime titties." (laughs) Care to comment? Elaborate? Elucidate? I I want I want it to be known. That not only do I stand by that, I stand by everything I've ever tweeted. Everything I say is correct. It is hard to have large tits and correct opinions all the time. And yet somehow I managed to do it and really well should be fucking thankful. That being said, <laughs> I, 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 balls are great, okay? Like in general, like balls are amazing. They, they smell great. They look, they, they look great. They're comfy to lie up. They're like pillows that are a little bit fuzzy and smell better. And I, and I, and like, have you seen like anime tits? I have. I watch a lot uh-huh. of, like, like, but hey, like, I got into this shit with hentai back in the day. Dragon Moon X, you know, don't know uh-huh, where you started. Uh-huh. Sailor Moon, yeah, I, 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 I hell yeah. Uh, Digimon Adventure, yes, I'm with you. Yeah, like they they move in complete disregard for, nay, defiance to physics. And yes, yes. Sometimes I just want them things to be thanging, you know? I want it to be all out there. I'm just trying to imagine the anime physics of anime titties on testicles. I don't know why that was so funny to me, but that's so insane. (laughs) I'm just trying to picture how that would look like happening through shorts. That's right, so, amazing that you you're you're really pioneering. <laughs> I'm you know visionary uh, artists, all of these things I've been referred to. Uh, I don't think they go far enough personally. Genius, but like, like, like legit, like like uh, I, I wear like a ball surgery like twenty four seven, and like I um one of I got you wear a what though? DDR. I wear like a, a ball surgery, like a metal like ball weight. Go th- go through my media tab. I'm sure there's pictures of it somewhere. Uh, but, and, and like w- one day I got drunk and bought a DDR mat because I like DDR. So now I have a DDR set up at my house. And I don't know if you've ever played DDR naked with like a ball weight on, but it's you have anime jiggle physics. And also like gravity hurts. You know, jocks are supportive. And sometimes you need to have that support. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. How did we get here? <laughs> I... <laughs> I, I don't know. I quoted. I think I was making fun of you. <laughs> you can't make fun of me for shit I'm proud of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That didn't work. No, wait. I, I no, no, wait. You have to explain those things to me more because I, I see what you're saying. I'm looking at it, but I don't understand. I don't understand it. 
what uh, like like how it works or like why i like it yeah how it works and oh. also your testicles are massive thank you <laughs> that's do you know what do you know what? what oh i kind of get it i kind of get it but is it the stretch okay it doesn't matter we don't have time for well. this i <laughs> i, I I can ask you all about this another time. The The size of your testicle, I understand now what you're saying because you are significantly closer to anime titties than I am in that department. <laughs> like your testicles are quite huge. I've, I've, never, I've, 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 I've never had that particular compliment before, but I, I, I vibe. <laughs> Damn, okay. Wait, what's DDR? Dance Dance Revolution. It's that arcade game oh, where there are arrows flying. Dummy, the, yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, shit. How are you managing that with a with a ball weight? Oh, yeah. Um, it's not the best decision, but it's a decision that I've made multiple times, and I will make this mistake again. My <laughs> yeah, I don't know how. I don't know how. But thank you for thank you for Anytime. explaining. Yeah. I'm I'm really glad I get really glad I get that now. That I thought was fucking brilliant. <laughs> I want anime physics for a lot of things, mostly for like the comedic effect of slapstick, but I really, really appreciate the pendulous bouncing. Could you imagine? I imagine it a lot, actually. Okay. Yeah, that's what, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like, we've, I feel like we've, we've reached this like peaceful, like after school, like this is like the, the vibe right here is like the moment of like a sitcom where the family hugs and is like, you know, we're gonna fade out everywhere you look. I feel like I've gone to like a, a space in my brain. That, like, I feel like I've gone a bit mad. <laughs> like, I'm not... Yeah. Now that I've gone a, a, a bit mad, I think I need to lie down. Um, I have that effect. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, just to like end, <laughs> have you got uh, a, a positive? Have you got a yay for today to end on? Um. I think I'm going to go with. Uh, I think my my personal yay for today is a trying pole dancing and uh, as a, sort of like a new experience. Um, and people who like see, who only see my media posts are not going to believe this, but people who actually see the things that I write are going to believe this. And that I'm very insecure and like I'm very bad at like being shirtless around people. Like I have to work uh -huh. myself up to that. Uh, and I'm just like very like uncomfortable and self-conscious, but I, I did this and I was just in like short shorts and um, a sports bra. Actually, if you look at my media tab, like I, I posted a picture of that, like, cause like it's a pole dancing class and you need to have skin exposed. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I did that and, and it was okay. And like, I was kind of like, you know, able to be out around people and I wasn't like caring about looking perfect the entire time. I, I'm a yep. terrible pole dancer. I'm shit at it. And I had a great time. Awesome. Uh, and I guess my yay is sort of another, like being able to go out and being in the situation that would have terrified me several years uh, ago and being able to be comfortable in that space. And it was, yeah, I had fun and yeah, it, it's, I don't know. It, it was, it was, it was, a, it was important for me. Awesome. That's brilliant. That's a good fucking yay. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mine, I just, everything that we were talking about, got me thinking my year for the for today is gonna be my little puppy fidget who is just everything that we were talking about about like building those relationships and that trust and that kind of thing and how we approach people how you know we decide these sort of roles and things for ourselves him and i met at this event and it was just a very serendipitous time for the both of us that we just kind of found each other 
in this moment. And we spent the whole time together. And then we were talking for ages afterwards. And we just very quickly sank into me being his daddy. And there are a lot of people who call me daddy. But he's the only one who I really, you know, like, this is a thing that we that that we do. And it I really more. sort of it means more. And it's not that because, you know, I have a partner and that's like my relationship. But yeah, it's really nice to have this thing that we just built that's just just ours. And he's a lot, but he is a wonderful little pup who I'm really proud of. He's like gone through so much and come out of it so strong and He's such a little ball of sunshine. And at the minute, um, just personally kind of going through it this week. Um, and so he's been like a really, really lovely reminder that um, sometimes there's nothing to be said. And it's just okay to, yeah, do that thing where you just sit with the feeling and also do that thing where you just be dog and turn your brain off because he's so good at just being a happy little puppy. Um, so yeah, my yay for the day is going to be Fidget. You can follow him on Twitter at FidgetPup91. Um, and I don't remember his Instagram because I got banned from Instagram. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Gino, thank you so, so much for uh, chatting with me today. This has been awesome. Where can people find you online? Oh, uh, I'm a gay internet dog. You can find me on uh, Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash Gino the Stray. Uh, I'm in a bunch of other places. I forget all of them, but on my Twitter profile, I have an all my links thing where you can find all of my links. Um, awesome. I do Twitch every now and then. Sometimes I stream myself making pancakes. Uh, sometimes you get my butthole. Sometimes you get feelings. I also have a podcast that I do sometimes, uh, Pancakes. It's on Patreon. Uh, it's free there. I just host it there. Uh, don't give me money for it. I don't post often enough for that. Uh, I also have it just for fans. Don't give me money for that either. But I just post on there a lot to show up. Uh, yeah, yep. that's just where my stuff is. is. Is it okay if I throw out like a like, kind of like last kind of thoughts thing for like... Yeah, um, totally. I, I care a lot about like, uh, I, I guess, uh, a lot of the, like the civil rights things going on in the, in the United States right now. Mm -hmm. uh, specifically, yeah. there's a lot of things going on with... Um, uh, trans people and LGBT uh, people in general. And I just wanted to say that solidarity is super fucking important. It is really important to be there for another, uh, another and, and say like, and, and see that, you know, just because you may not be like the one group being attacked there, doesn't mean that, you know, you're not next. And it doesn't mean that. Yes. You, it, that it's, it's okay to not support them. Everybody needs our support. Uh, trans people deal with a lot <laughs> in this country. And I think it's important to, you know, yep. be there with them. Yes. And to anyone, like, remember as well that, I mean, anyone who follows me on Twitter will will know that this is very much at the forefront for me. I feel very, very strongly about this because if you at any point think that this is not the exact same thing, that every single group under that, like, this is just who the target is right now and all the language is the same. So yeah. please do not delude yourself into thinking that somehow attacking another part of the community that you might not belong to is going to help you or that they are the problem because they are not the problem. Yeah. We're all in this community together and, and it's important to, you know, be there for each other and, you know, show people that you care about them, show them that, you know, that they have that support. It's important to give a shit. Yeah, no, it really is. Yeah. 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 That, that, that's all I wanted to. No, no, thank you. Because the UK is just like a, a few steps behind. We're just right yeah. now the political climate is, it sucks. And in America, it's, you know, absolutely crazy, but we're not far behind. We're kind of following in the same footsteps. So there is absolute solidarity. This is why this community exists. This is why it's this huge umbrella with a bunch of letters in it that, you know, is always growing to represent 
the people who are not being represented or who are being attacked more. Yeah. So thanks. Thank you. Um, <laughs> anyway, as always, you can find me on Twitter at T Stota, and we don't talk about Instagram <laughs> anymore. Because fuck those guys. About Instagram. Fuck, man. They suspended me for no fucking reason. Oh, and God. They won't even if talk I, to me about it. If they I post to. something rem- like re- slightly risque on Instagram, I get reported. And yeah, there are people with whole like I didn't, ass all the way out. I know. I didn't Instagram. even. It's just because it says I'm a kink artist. Like, that's the mm-hmm. only thing. Like, I draw sex cartoons. That, that, like, there was no. None of it was explicit. Like, none of it. It Anyway. We're just too hot, man. We're just too fucking hot. We're too hot. Um, too sexy. I don't know who this great. guy is, but I need to give him like a name. <laughs> I like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Let him out. I feel like he's. His name's Grant. And, uh, Ooh, Grant's. <laughs> I have a D&D character named Grant. My D&D character. Actually, I'm not going to say what my D&D character is. Oh, my God. Uh, we're going to talk about nerd shit later, aren't we? We are. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk are. about dork shit. My dork D&D, shit. My, D&D ca- <laughs> my D&D character is called Lacey Stain. Um, <laughs> which I just thought was the. F- <laughs> I'm gonna bleep that out though. No, actually, ah, oh, fuck it, whatever. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't care. Um, anyway, thanks for talking with me this week, and join us next week as we go under the big top. <laughs> Hey there, horny listeners. We talk a lot about safety on this podcast, and that includes the importance of safe toys that are actually designed for sexual pleasure. Bunny Shop's carefully curated products are body safe and prioritize quality, aesthetics, and safety. Bunny Shop takes a boutique approach to shopping for adult toys, with a wide range from affordable gems to unique luxury items for all experience levels. What I like most about Bunny Shop is the approachability. They've created such a welcoming space, and none of it's dark, intimidating, or feels like it's gatekeeping. And if you like pink, they've got you covered. Bunny Shop also donates a percentage of all sales to a non-profit of your choice. Plus, they ship quickly and discreetly. Let go of your shyness and embrace your self-love journey with confidence. Save 20% off your order today when you use my code BIGTOP. Visit bunnyshop.com, that's B-U-N-N-Y-S-H-O-P-P-E dot com. Spelt with two P's and an E at the end. Don't be shy, let your freak flag fly.